Shut up and sit down. This is Elite Rugby Banter, and the Super Rugby Advent Calendar continues, where we check out the Stormers. It's our second preview, and there are many more to go. Enjoy. Without further ado, Ben, could you could you please start us off and uh, talk about the Stormers and 2018 Super Rugby? Yeah, the the pride of Cape Town. Uh, firstly, um, ins and outs. They've lost uh, Ollie Cable, the prop. They've lost uh, to Glasgow Warriors. They've lost Francis Vake, another prop to the Bulls. Then um, they find they didn't lose a hooker, didn't lose any locks. Then they lost uh, um, Reynold Alstuck to Toulouse, a bit of a bit of a good call to be honest, in my opinion. Mm. Then Flyhoff, quite a lot of movement around. Uh, Kurt Coleman's gone to the Kings. Fair enough, he's kind of like the perennial sort of third choice anyway. So maybe you'll get more of a crack about the Kings. And then significantly, Robert Dupree has gone to the Sharks, but that's probably a positive thing because it opens it up for Damien Willemser. Um, Jean de Jong has gone to Wasp. Lots of injury troubled last year, but that's quite a, a fair chunk of Super Rugby experience to lose. Hugh Jones has gone back to his native Scotland after a very, very successful stint at the Stormers. From what I gathered, he came there as almost like a, a gap year student, and now he's yes. playing for Scotland. So... Yeah, he's he's really made the most of his opportunity. I was actually sorry, a bit of a sidetrack. I was thinking about that the other day, how how much um, in in the European rugby, how much of an advantage, a bit of um, so what's it called, Saru, Saru, South African, New Zealand, Sansar, Sansar, experience is if you can go somewhere, get a season of Super Rugby under your belt. I'm sure it makes you a far more desirable prospect to your national side and to clubs so i think hugh jones has really jump-started his almost a non-existent career and he's just kind of it's true now he's one of the yeah yeah he freaking ran, ran in a tie against new zealand even so yeah he he did really well over his time at the stormers and i think he will be missed then uh, Bjorn Besson has gone to France, and Cheslin Colby has gone to Toulouse, which I think is quite a loss to South Africa, to be honest, because he was quite exciting. But because of the way South African teams are picked, I don't think he was going anywhere near a Springbok jersey. So, yeah. yeah. Then in terms of ins, uh, Stephen Kitsoff is back from France. I know he was actually back at basically the end of last Super Rugby season, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. He didn't, yeah, he, did he play or not? I can't remember. No, he didn't play. No, I don't think he did. He was cut. He was he uh, sort of cup tired from the he, knockouts as well. I think. Yeah, yeah, he. Yeah, no, but didn't he play? And then he couldn't play in the. What? No, that's it, how I remember it. So yeah, I don't know yeah, if that, okay. I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly, but I think he played like one or two of the regular season games, and then they wanted uh, to have a bit of a fight about, about whether he could play in the playoffs, and they said he couldn't. Yeah, because you've got to play. Yeah, you've got to be. Avail- you've got to be at least on the bench for a certain number of games for knockouts. Yeah, I remember it's, it's similar to getting a like a medal in the World Cup because I remember Jean de Villiers didn't get one even though he played because he didn't play enough minutes or yeah anyway. Yeah. So 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 Kitsov is permanently in the squad and if the Stormers make it, he will be available for the playoffs presumably. Then they called up George Whitehead presumably as a little bit of fly half cover if. 
things go quite wrong. JJ Engelbrecht, as we've talked about before, is back from Japan, and then they called up the the cheaters wing combination of Raymond Roulet and Sergio Peterson. So yeah, that's, I like it. That's, I, I like it. You said called up the cheaters, you know, instead of just a di- <laughs> sort of. It's, just, it's, it's and technically, you know, it's just a, an across shift, but no, 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 called it up as if from a lower tier. Yeah. Well, from the feeder club. Well, we, okay, we we, we got to say we got to say uh, Pro 14 is below Super Rugby. Let's let's get realistic here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, so generally, I would say uh, they they probably they probably came out about even in the in their mid season in their in their end of sea in their coming season, that's the word. Hmm. Uh, transfers like and they've actually they've developed quite a nice squad. They've got a, a lot of depth at prop, which is somewhere where you need depth. They've got uh Scurra's apparently injury free now, so him and Bongi that's a solid a solid two and sixteen. Hmm. Uh, those, I love those two. Yeah, they they both they're quite similar players, but I don't know if that's they both very what, what's what's the term the was a, a fizz bomb hooker like they really they get around the park the the fourth loose forward kind of thing. I, I kind Not, of prefer but I kind of prefer Bongi out of the two. I just Bongi think is the more physical one of the yeah. two, and Scar is the more sort of loose one of the two. But but yeah, yeah I, but I, I do I agree with you. I still quality, agree with you. Yeah, they, they do fill they do fill they're almost two sides of the same coin though. They do fill that yeah. fourth loose forward. But yeah, one's, um, the, one's the more going to tackle the shit out of the guy and clean the rucks. The other one's trying to s- steal the ball. Yeah, and they, they can afford to they can afford to carry a smaller hooker as well because they got mm. very big locks and yes. quite yeah. big loose forwards. So, yes. so I, I think I think they it works well within the within the the team. Then locks, um, they got good locks. Uh, if Eben hopefully for South Africa and for the Stormers comes back. Kind of recovers in the minimum amount of time. He'll he'll be there, and then obviously Peter Steff the toy, who is a bit of a or a five and a half, six and a half, like he does cover flank, but mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of lock cover. So I'm it's looking at like that. Peter Steff is actually probably going to play, probably going to play lock mostly this year. Yeah, Shikling so, is quite. I know he's been quite highly talked about last couple of years. I think he suffered a couple of injuries, but he's also maybe one to watch out for. With it's a bit yeah, May or something. Yeah, obviously he's gonna get a lot. So he he's got a he's got a great opportunity now to actually to actually kind mm. of impose himself. Yes. Because because uh, there is always the option when Eben comes back, Peter Steff could shift into the loose forward. So it is a it is a good opportunity for him to kind of stamp his name on on a jersey. Does anyone know if um, if if Chris Van Zell's still with the squad, because I'm just looking at this magic uh, Wikipedia page of ours, <laughs> and he's not reflecting in the yeah. 2018 so players. He's typing, I'm just going to crap now. I yeah, think, I think so he's, he's been sort of... He's not announced. He's been like really... I think he's been uh, teared down, because I think w- what we what I'm reading from is the, the squad coming into Super Rugby. He can presumably still be called up, but at the moment okay. they're dealing... They, they, their four locks are Detoy, Itzebeth, Schickeling, and Zandberg. Really? That seems very yeah. strange. Because I'm, I'm, didn't Chris Van Zell captain them for at least a while during the Curry Cup? And, I mean, Zandberg's oh. like, I'm stuck in No, um, that, that was my, that's that's my reading of this, but, oh no, maybe, yeah. maybe I'm wrong. Well, it's very strange. Well, speaking of Chris Van Zell, I just quickly went on to his uh, Twitter page. He's a, a qualified CA, 
SA. He's the director and founder at Walworth Consultants. He's a professional rugby player at the Stormers and obviously Western Province Rugby Union. He's driven by, I think it's a, a major German manufacturing company. So I have a feeling he's still around um, in the squad. But he captain, didn't he captain the, uh, um, the Western Province in the Curry Cup farm? Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. So I, he, um, okay, so I expect to, I expect him to be there then. Probably. He was he was in the he was in the broader squad um, yeah. last weekend against the Eagles, the Southwest District Eagles. Yeah, but there are a lot of there are a lot of weird like players that yeah. aren't. Yeah, I, 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 to be honest, I defer to you on this, Alex, because you you know the Stormers better than I do. Look, I'm but a little yeah. bit out of the loop. Yeah. Yeah, well, just, from my, from my, but yeah, presumably he should be there, but uh, you never yeah, know. Huh? Yeah, that's true. Because uh, um, I was actually expecting, I was expecting to see him possibly partnering. Um, I'm trying to think now because if I'm actually no, if, if memory serves me, JD Chicken plays in the number four jersey, Chris Van Zell in the number five, but I might have that horribly wrong. In which case, we'd see Schickling and Peter Stefty Toy starting the season. Yeah. With Chris Van on the bench, and then on, Alex, on the uh, so, Sorry, sorry. This is a this is a very serious podcast. Please call them the loose head lock and the tight head lock. Thank you. Apologize. Look now, having assessed uh, the full squad, uh, what do you think about their prospects uh, for the season? Looking at yep. the SA conference and then broader, then we can get into the predictions, etc. I'm looking at it, and they they have they have good depth pretty much everywhere apart from potentially fly half and center. Um, they got they got yeah. good good stack of props. Their loose forwards are decent. Um, yeah, g- generally it's it's quite a it's a it's a solid squad. Like they'll they'll compete. Maybe they lack a they lack a bit of star quality. But yeah, I think um, I think they, they're going to be they're going to be good this year. They they've got all the ingredients to do well in Super Rugby, but maybe maybe not to top their conference. Well, looking broadly at the squad, uh, as I say, and rugby, you guys are no better than me. I haven't actually taken a rugby field, but their spine looks quite strong. Uh, good hookers, even up front, they're incredibly strong. I know Franz Malherbe, he's there's a good chance we're not going to see him for many months, so he's kind of out the loop. But still, there's Volkolo. Seven kits off JC Jansen from Rendsburg, Alistair from Mark, Caleb Worstos, and there's tons of depth at, at prop, um, which is great. And I mean, they got. I'm a big fan of Notche. I don't really know why he doesn't get as much game time as compared to others. I personally feel he's like more destructive and a better player compared to Nizam Carr. I know he's been tearing up trees of wasps, but I'm just very interested to see how Carr does. But uh, Yanni Vermark, former Lion, representing, totally agree with you that at. 10 and 12, or 13 to put it more like, that might be a little bit light. Uh, Daniel Duplessis, though, is up and coming. DDA, he's got something to prove. JJ Engenbrecht, in theory, more experienced. So, I've, I I kind of agree. Especially Dylan Lades, who, last year, I always thought he was a bit of a showboater, but last year, he was one of the few players that first of all was excellent in Super Rugby, and he came out of that shipwreck of a Springbok season with with quality so my question to i guess to you and ben and, and alex is where they're going to fit in uh sonata ruler peterson and then into that back three along with sp maria who did very well last yeah, year and a good backup I'll, in ew for you and as well how do you squeeze in six and uh, three i guess to put it that way I, I was actually i was i was having a i was having a bit of a ponder about this and they're gonna they're gonna essentially have to have to leave someone out who they've 
if it's Peterson or Rule, they've bought them to yeah. leave them out, which, yeah. which does seem a bit. It seems a bit pointless. Like if they're not part of the bigger plans, then why, yeah, yeah, why, why go through the effort of, um, why go through the effort of whatever buying them? Why not just leave them at the cheaters? Unless they really cynically sort of, I guess maybe you could argue sort of for injury cover, but mm. like, or maybe they're very cynically buying them so other teams can't get hold of them. But because because <laughs> I, I would say. Lades, Peterson, Rule, and Sinatler, they all, they all pretty much this. I would say Lades is slightly better, especially coming off his Springbok season. Mm. But apart, they all, they all pretty much on the same level. Like you couldn't, to me, yeah, to me, they would be hard to not finish. Pretty, yeah, they, they would be pretty interchangeable though. So, so I don't know. Obviously, Rule didn't look great on defense, which hopefully. Like, because if people clock that you're not great on defense as a wing, that's your career over pretty much. Mm. So hopefully he can he can do it he can do a bit better there. But also, Sonatla had a had a good season last year. So you got to you got to sort of award your someone who's stayed loyal to the <laughs> club. Isn't it? So. Uh, and I mean, defensively, Rule is a suspect, as you all know. Uh, Peterson, um, he's actually in not bad his size just counts against him I think he's the shortest out of all of them and Sonata he's a bit bigger than, than you expect uh, he's alright and I guess you've got Lades who's offering cover at 10 I know he played a little bit of 10 last year and he actually wasn't that bad he makes things happen he's the sort of guy who can play off so it's very interesting Flecky he's still coach so another year uh, more time to get involved so gentlemen uh, where do you think the storm is going to come I'm going to start with you Matt uh, since you kind Me? of yeah since you kind oh, sorry, of sorry, quiet. Can, 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 Oh, sorry. Yes. Yeah, so can I can I just read my 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 bonus points on the Ooh, stormers? Yes, please. Please do. Yes, please, please do. Please do. We appreciate homework. Yes. Okay. So so I, I was reading a few write-ups on their preseason, and apparently they've had a lot of defensive focus and breakdown focus. So, so that, what you're saying is Raymond's out. Yeah, basically. <laughs> well, no, Raymond's not a terrible defender. He's a bad. No, packer. I'm joking. Like, yeah, no, 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 I'm uh, teasing. Yeah, but but anyway, so so I think the. The defensive focus is maybe leaning back towards when the Stormers were very, very successful is what when they were just airtight on defense. and then, But then their issue was they couldn't really score points either. So so hopefully now maybe they can combine a bit of the, the flair they've been harvesting. Or harvest, do you harvest flair? I don't know what you do with flair. Accumulating? You cultivate. You propagate it. You yeah, propagate the, the, flair. the flair they've been cultivating and then um, kind of combine it with a solid defense where they could be looking very strong tactically. Then apparently another big focus preseason has been breakdown. The breakdown, the new breakdown rules, it is a bit of a, it's going to be a bit of a, a mystery to see how the ref, or not a massive mystery, obviously, because the rules are written down, but there is going to be some leeway to see how, how the refs interpret them, and I'm sure teams are going to come up with unique ways to kind of try combat them. At the my my thought on it is with the new breakdown rules, it's becoming increasingly hard to kind of retain the ball at uh, to to turn over ball at ruck time. So teams might seriously undercommit to rucks, they'd uh, undercommit to defensive rucks, and then it'll yeah, and then tighten up their defence, tighten up their pillars, but. We'll see what they do there. 
then I was saying uh, something last year which came up quite strongly was there was a lot of talk about Western Province rugby itself kind of being under liquidation, looking for sponsorships, blah, blah, blah. So hopefully, hopefully that, that kind of doesn't surface again this year because if it does, that is, I know, very, very sort of disruptive to a team environment having, you know, not knowing if your next paycheck's coming kind of thing. So, yeah. And wasn't that uh, just, they sort of argued it was just the business division. It wasn't necessarily anything to do with the players and the team side of the financials, but... Yeah, but, but I was re- I was reading about it and they were saying like um, the big issues are the economic climate, um, increasing player wages, um, uh, improved improved home viewing experience. So then there's a decline in ticket sales. Basically, the super sport experience is just too good. Victor's halftime work is just top notch. No one wants to go to the game. Um, yeah, so so it does it does sound sort of very rugby related if you're saying one of the big issues is player wages then presumably you don't, yeah. you know, you're lacking money to pay those things so yeah hopefully hopefully none of none of that sort of resurfaces and they find a find a sponsor and sort of get some content uh, get some i don't know get some cash and flow or whatever they need but yeah it, it is a bit of a it is a it is a bit of a worry, and then then there is sort of a hanging over. They keep on saying, "Will will they leave Newlands, go to Cape Town Stadium? Won't they?" Blah blah blah. So that's that's inevitable from from what I've read. Yep. I do think also Western Provinces upper management are referring to uh, the company. They've also been liable. I have a sneaky feeling that the union itself has been poorly managed. Taylor Wakefield, he is despised in many quarters in Stormerland, and I know he's go figure heading onto the Saru board. I think in April or May or something of that nature. So I think he needs to move on as well. They can have him. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We don't Um, want him anymore. All right. Prediction time. Uh, I'm going to go back to you, Matt. What's uh, what's a prediction? Uh, With what Ben says, if they are going back to that defensive mind and they are focusing on the breakdowns and my own personal bias, I reckon they're going to be most probably one of the top two in the SA division. Conference. Okay. Um, I'll go. I guess since I'm speaking, apologies. Uh, I'll go next. I think. Well, I think I called the Bulls to finish third, or did I? I think the Bulls and the you Stormers. Did, yeah. Damn it! Uh, the Bulls and Stormers are going to fight it out for. <laughs> I'm regretting saying that. The Bulls and Stormers are going to fight it out for third or fourth. They will not finish in the top two, in my opinion. They no. just don't have the depth. Speaking of Etzebeth, I think Alex can back me up. Etzebeth, I think, essentially never plays for the Stormers anyway. He's always too broken and too injured. He's never, he's always injured for Stormers. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, like, they really need to actually have a, an enforced sabbatical for him anyway. Yeah. Uh, like they do, like the Crusaders do for, for Reed the whole time. Yeah, he's like the Sam. Um, I think it's actually, yeah, I think it's time we start introducing something like that. <laughs> but then again, like, we pay our players so poorly compared overseas, we can barely afford to, like, Try and convince them to give up the match match fee. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like I, I'll I'll take my yes. my, my one next. Um, I actually, um, funnily enough, I'm gonna I'm gonna be the sort of the sort of wet blanket here. Um, because I don't like the Stormers spine very much, mm. and I'll tell you why. Um, I like it on paper. I like it very much on paper. Yes, yeah, that's what. But um, with with it's a bit injured, with um, Yano for Mark injured. Because he is injured until at least March, as far as I know. Um, with Robert Duplessis, uh, sorry, Robert Dupre having gone, um, and with Hugh Jones leaving, 
Um, and Daniel Duplessis is injured. Jean-Luc Duplessis is injured. So if Damien Willemsen goes down, we, we're looking at George Whitehead as our starting fly half. And that's no fun for anyone. <laughs> so, oh. um, so that, that's one. That's one problem. Jennifer uh, Mark's already already down, and I, I don't think he's really a starting quality player as it is. I, I like him as a player. I just don't right. think he's going to win us anything. So, oh, sorry. that's already a problem. We've got Justin Phillips probably going to be starting, and he's he's good one for the future, but he's not great at the moment. And if he goes down, I don't know who we have because Godin Masimlas left the left the franchise. So I don't know who the third string uh, scrum half is. In the centres, uh, we're looking at guys like. Damien Delende, who are going to be probably playing the whole season, hopefully. And maybe that's a good thing, maybe it's a bad thing, we just don't know. Yeah. Um, but be like really struggling in the midfield, I think, with Daniel Duplessis out. Because I don't know who's going to play outside centre. Um, other than maybe JJ Engelbrecht, which is, again, not a good thing. Um, and then, just to touch on what Ben was talking about with the transfers, I'm expecting to see both Sergio Peterson and Raymond Rule starting, actually. And I think we're going to see Dylan Laird playing fullback, and I think we're going to see SP Murray on the bench. I know he had a really good year last year, but he's not that good of a player. Um, so with all these new stocks and outside backs, I think he might be the guy who takes the fall. Um, and then I think you're right about Dylan Laird's being seen as fly-half cover, which I'm actually quite happy about because he's mm. a very good fly-half. Um, but it's just not ideal. So, yeah, I'm actually quite concerned. I, I originally said um, we conferred in the conference, and now with those injuries, <clears throat> I'm very, I'm sort of like you, Adam. I think third, fourth, it's going to be a fight between mm. Stormers and Bulls, and it's going to come down to kind of a, a little bit of luck and whether we get the injuries or not. Um, but yeah, so not a very positive luck. We we shall see, Ben. Yeah, yeah, third. Sorry, um, yeah, there there are there are concerns, but I I think that squad is solid. They probably add a similar strength to the Bulls squad, but there's more. There's been more kind of continuity and cohesion. Mm. The Bulls squad, they're Definitely. kind of pulling from everywhere. But, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna put them at third. All right, it's now on paper and for the internet to listen to. 